0: Sabbath, everybody. Happy, happy Sabbath. Oh, come on, we could do better than that. Happy Sabbath, everybody. Happy Sabbath. I know I sound loud because I have the mic, but happy Sabbath, everybody. Now we're working. Now we're cooking with grease. Now we're cooking with grease. God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. And he is truly worthy to be praised. We want to say welcome to our revival. We're kicking it off today. Amen. may be seated in the presence of our loving Lord, but we are so thankful and so honored to be here on this beautiful Sabbath morning. Are you blessed this morning? Are you excited to be here this morning? Amen? Is is it just just the the praise team because I had an awesome rehearsal last night, but but anybody out here in the audience, are you blessed today? About, About five or six of us. Amen. But we praise God. Amen. Because we serve a God that is able to do all And it is indeed an honor and a privilege to be able to worship Him on this beautiful Sabbath morning. But we just want to take a pause for the calls um, and just say welcome to you who are viewing with us online. Um, We know again, as always, that you could be somewhere else, especially in this digital age that we're in. Just with the click of a button, you can go to France or Italy. Just with one click, you can go to the Bahamas, but we're so glad that that click blocked you here. I almost had a tongue twisted right there. But that click brought you here, amen. And so we want to welcome you. Thank you for viewing with us online. Um, We are kicking off our revival today. Um, The Word of Knowledge Bible College, amen. Amen. It's got a little ring to it, amen. The Word of Knowledge Bible College, but we'll be going through the Word of God as we do each Sabbath. Um, And just want to just revitalize our church and our community um, to get us ready for the soon return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I'm excited about knowing that he's coming. And I'm going to be even more excited to let you know I can't wait. Amen. Amen. Now, I know, I mean, you know, I remember back in the day, Elder, I remember individuals talking about, uh, you know, you talking about, well, you can't wait to see Jesus. You may have something going. But listen, I, he paid it all for me. Yes, he did. Amen. I'm not covering nothing. I'm not holding on nothing. I'm not keeping nothing. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Amen. So I've given it all over to him. Amen. So I look for him to come. I can't wait to see him. Amen. Because I know that I don't have to worry about this world anymore. I love you. Amen. That's why I'm praying that you are ready to see him when he comes. I love what I do. And I love coming here every Sabbath and worshiping with you and praising God with you. I love that. I really do. But (laughs) I want to do it on the other side. Amen. I don't know because when I worship down here with you, there are some limitations. Sometimes I get tired. Okay, maybe it's just me. No. <laughs> but, you know, when I worship down here, sometimes there are limitations. Sometimes I'm distracted. Anybody ever started reading their Bible and two minutes into the reading you start yawning? Anybody ever? Yeah. Anybody ever ever set their plans to go and do some witnessing, but yet. Yeah, feet took you somewhere else? <laughs> took you to Walmart or Target? Tar- tar- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, well we're living in that time. I'm ready to get to that place where we don't have those distractions and don't have those issues and we can wrap our arms around our loving Savior because he is truly worthy to be praised. Now I'm looking out in an the audience and I just want to do this real quick. Do we have anyone visiting with us for the very first time? for the very first time. Amen? Amen. I don't see any first-time visitors, but listen, you have a a, a job. I'm going to give you some work to do. Amen? Tomorrow at 7 o'clock, what time did I say?
1: 7 o'clock.
0: 7 o'clock will be starting our revival. Now, if you really want to be blessed, I mean, if you really want to be blessed, you will show up here somewhere around 6 o'clock.
1: You say yes. Say yes.
0: You say yes. Yes. You can show up online, but we want you here if you're able, amen. amen. But we do you, you're, you're able to show up online. Uh, we do have it now set up to where you can view online. Uh, but we encourage you because there are some prizes and gifts that we'll be giving away for those that are in the physical space. Amen. And you want these gifts. I mean, the team went all out for this. So you want to be here to receive your gift so i want to encourage you if you bring somebody tomorrow not only will your guests get a gift but we're going to see to it that you get a gift is that all right amen. is that all right amen amen now at six o'clock that's the food i was getting to that but but i was i was asked can we show up online and i was you see you see what i'm talking about with those distractions love my sister, love my sister. Um, but at six o'clock, thank you, honey, six o'clock, um, we'll be having a nice meal for you. So, so so, we want you to come on in. If you're just getting off from work at 5.59, we want you to just, just come on to the top. and we'll have something for you to get your bread baskets ready. Amen. Amen. So we encourage you to come on out. So at 6 o'clock, we'll have a special meal, a special something for you here. Um, Bring your children, amen. We want them to get fed too, physically as well as spiritually. Um, And so we're excited about what we're doing here. We know God is going to do um, some amazing things. There have been so many obstacles. Um, I'm not going to go into it all. But if you notice, I praise him, look a little thin. Um, the enemy has truly been busy. Um, and so we know that God is doing some great work here in the Spanish Lake area. So listen, tell your friends, tell your family, let them know that we're in the midst of a revival. We'll be going Monday, starting Sunday. Monday, we're off, I mean, so Sunday, off on Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, we're off on Thursday. Amen. We're back here again at Friday. And then on next Sabbath, we'll be here at 11 o'clock. Amen. Say so that. don't let the times throw you off through the weekday. We're here at 7. And on Sabbath, on Saturday, we're here at 11 o'clock. So we want you to encourage your friends. We do have some baptismal candidates already ready to get in the pool. We have a fresh pool. We did the pool for you. Amen. you are going to go down in a clean pool come up with clean spirits and souls and all that other good stuff. Amen. So tell your family and your friends that we are here. Also, we just want to encourage you to remember our sick and shut-in. Um, those that are battling with health challenges, we know that God is a very present help in the time of storm. So at this time, if you can just bow your heads with me as we offer up a word of prayer. Loving Lord, our Father and God, again, we are so thankful and privileged for allowing us to be here today. You are truly an amazing God. Without your hope hopeless but with you we are more than conquerors and so we give you all praise honor and glory for what you've done what you're doing and what you're about to do in the lives of your people thank you for those that made it out today we thank you for those that are viewing online Um, and we give you our praise in Jesus name that the people of God say amen. amen 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 again with my whole I will praise the name of the Lord yeah. as we gather our hearts and our thoughts as we approach God's throne Amen. it is a blessing and an honor to know that we can worship him with our whole being oh, yes. that we don't have to hold anything Amen. back Amen. we can lay it at the altar Amen. we can give it to him and he Amen. knows exactly what to do with it as many times that we've tried As many times that we have set out to try to deal with uh, circumstances in our lives and and to no end, uh, every time we've fallen short, uh, now we know that there is a God that we can lean on, that we can depend on, that there is a safe, one that sits high and lives low and and that covers all of, of our cares. If you feel pressed, if you want to draw close, we encourage you to do so. If you remain in your seats, we ask that reverently kneel as we approach God's throne. It's prayer time. As we pray, we want to remember um, Duane Owens, uh, who lost his mom this week. We want to remember him in prayer. We want to remember all of those that are battling with health challenges. That Harrises, we want to remember them in prayer. Dad Harris, Sister Teresa Elder Harris, just cover them. And let's pray for those that are away um, celebrating. Um, We just ask God's covering over them as well. Let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father and God and Savior, we are so thankful and so privileged to be able to come before you in a very special way. Um, Again, God, we take nothing for granted, but in all things we give thanks. Not I, but it is Christ that dwells on the inside. And so as we come boldly before your throne, we ask, loving Lord, that you will search our hearts and ask that you will forgive us from all of our sins and help us um, to reflect you in everything we say and do. For again, it is our desire to be prepared to receive you when you crack the sky. And so God, as we come today on this beautiful Sabbath morning, we ask, oh God, that you will cover all of those that are battling with health challenges. Pray, oh Lord, that you would be with the Harris family, that you will cover them in the name of Jesus. We also want to lift up before you the Bateman family as well. I'll be with Brother Lewis in a very special way, actual covering over him. And Sister Betty and Sister Opal, just cover the family even now. We're asking that you would be. In very special way as he mourns the loss of his mother father these are very trying times that we're in as we're also lifting up before you um, CV um, we ask that you will cover the school that you would be with them um, as they are mourning at this time we're asking oh God that you would be with the families of those have that have lost loved ones and how that this tragedy has struck our community we're asking oh God that you allow your Holy Spirit In our minds, uh, that wherever we go or whatever it is that we do, that your name will be glorified. And so be with CVPA, oh God. We're asking that you would touch down right now. Be with the faculty and the staff. Uh, Be with the janitors, the teachers. Be with those security officers that were in the building who was also experiencing a level of trauma as a result of this shooting on this past Monday would be with all of our first responders. There is so much that they're dealing with. Be with our counselors, oh God, who also have to minister and counsel um, these minds, these individuals that have been um, stricken with this trauma. And so Father, we ask that you will just step in and do what you do, oh God. And be with even the other schools and the other teachers and faculty Amen. As they continue on the path of education, that even in their space, oh God, while their mind is wondering, could it happen here? Oh, mm-hmm. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will set up a hedge of protection yes, yes, around our schools and yes. our teachers oh, yes, Lord, be with yes, our administration, Lord. oh God, cover and keep mm-hmm. them as well. And Father, we pray for even this revival. God that you will allow your Holy Spirit to touch down let us see you let us not get caught up in what we see your oh God but let us continue to look to you the author and the finisher of our faith we thank you for those that are joining us online God we know that they could be somewhere else but they have chosen to worship with us today and so we bless you and we honor you so have your way today uh, be with us here in the physical space those that have chosen to come close those that are in their seat just be with us in this space and when we leave you we will know that we have been in the presence of an awesome and mighty god and we will be ever so mindful to give you the praise
2: Good morning, church family. Good morning. Today is, of course, stewardship nugget time. And today we're going to talk a little bit about stewardship of temple. Temple is your what? Body. Body and mind is your temple. So I know everyone's waiting to come out to the um, Bible Word of Knowledge Bible College tonight. We're all looking forward to seeing you who can make it here as well as those online. But before you come here at 4 p.m., what time?
1: 4
2: p.m. 4 p.m. We're presenting our Never Alone Suicide Prevention Conference, and it's going to be online. And it's uh, featuring several of our own members, Sister Lakita Carroll, Sister Jan Gray, Sister Melody Fields, and also Sister Pat Pierre, experts in their field of counseling and working with young people. So please, uh, we have flyers that are, are available in the back. So get your flyer, and it's totally online, so you can stay home comfortable from 4 to 6, and then come on out to the Word of Knowledge Bible College presentation here at our church. just want you to know a few of the things our young people are suffering from uh, suicide. Sometimes we don't think it hits our community, but yes, it does. And we want to do what we can to share hope in a hopeless world. It's titled Creating Hope Through Action. So it's going to be some things that you, as an individual, can do to help maybe give somebody just a little bit of hope, you know, just to point out something that they might be able to do to help. We're also going to learn some things about help for those who are helping. You know, people in the helping field get tired, too. Nurses, doctors, therapists, counselors, they're working with people, and they get tired. So there's going to be something on help for those who help. There also be... Talk about effective lifestyle on your mental health. How many know that what you eat makes up who you are? It's very important what you eat, what you drink, the things that you do to help your own mental health. So there's going to be some information on that. Supporting those who are left behind. Many families have suffered the wages of suicide in their family and they don't know what to do afterward. It's hard to even talk about it. So there'll be some information to help those people in that situation. Mm -hmm. And then also, as I mentioned, our teens, there's gonna be a special breakout session just for teens. Mm -hmm. And that's gonna help our teens understand what's going on, why they might feel a certain way, what do they do if one of their friends is feeling a certain way. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be a lot of information. It's gonna be helpful. And just by attending, maybe you can help save a life. How about that? I want you to, again, it's online, 4 to 6, we'll have flyers in the back. Also, just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who's been faithful, honest, and upright in returning your tithe and offering because of your service, your selfless service to the Lord, that we have our lights on, we have the gas going so we can turn up Amen. the heat in here Amen. a little Amen. bit more, <laughs> and we can just be blessed to serve the Lord in comfort. Let's continue to serve God in our faithful and honesty in our tithes and offerings. Would our deacons please come forward to lift the morning tithe and offerings? Let us bow our heads. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for the privilege and the honor that we have of returning that which you have first given to us. We ask that you will bless each and every one of us, Lord, to give as you have given to us, to give unselfishly, and to know that the Lord loves a cheerful giver. Bless this which shall be returned and which has been returned. Bless it to do a worthy purpose that is finishing this gospel message in your world. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: there by We're going to go ahead and... Because yes, I tell you, y'all, well, this, y'all know how to push. They're going to push you, man. They're going to push you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But we praise God that we're able to come and spend this time together to be able to worship and magnify him. Um, at this time, let's just bow our heads for a word of prayer before we get started this morning. Yes. Loving Lord, our Savior and King, Ruler, Master of Everything, we are so thankful... And so honored and privileged to be able to come before you on this beautiful Sabbath morning. As we start this, our revival, oh God, we invite your presence even now to come, speak to us and through us. Let your will be done. Let us not leave here the same way we came, but let us leave here with a newfound love for the days of God. And again, God, will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen again. Amen. Amen. Good morning and happy Sabbath, everybody. We are so blessed and honored to be here, to be able to come before you. No, sir. Amen. It's in the presentation. Yes, sir. Um, so we thank God that we're able to be here this morning to be able to spend this time together as we start our revival. Now, listen, Um, it, we, we you know, there's a suicide prevention that's taking place at four o'clock today, so, so what we want to do, instead of tonight, um, we'll start tomorrow. We want to give you all the time you need. There is so much going on in our community where we want you to spend that time. We have counselors that will be available. We want you to log in at, at four o'clock to be a part of this amazing, amazing, and much needed um, presentation. Um, and just, you know, so, so we want you to be prepared, we want you to be ready. Um, but when we, when I look at what's going on, um, in our society, I'm gonna be honest with you, when, when you know, I called my wife, um, I, I want to make sure she's in a school setting. And, um, and, and, and this thing is real, um, this thing is real, uh, I, you know, I was able to speak with, um, some of the young people from the school, and, um, and I'm telling you, it's a, it's a lot. Um, and, and, and this time in which we're living in is real. So at four o'clock we want you to join in and be a part of that presentation. And we'll meet back here tomorrow night at seven o'clock, amen. Or six o'clock for those that want that super blessing. Amen. That good food. Sister Bev, you know about you know about that. I know about it too. <laughs> if you don't know about it, you might want to come so you can tell the story, amen. You want to join in the conversation, so at 6 o'clock we'll be having a nice, um, just a little something. We're not going to do the whole spread, I don't think, but it's going to be enough for you to, um, to be blessed, and then we'll start our revival tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Amen. Um, the Word of Knowledge Bible College. Yeah, right. Amen. You didn't no, you was going back to school, huh? All right. Amen, but we're going back to school. We want to get into the Word of God. Um, as you see, our topic, the beginning of the end. Um, we know that there is a lot going on, but I want to share this story with you real quick that, um, you know, a true story, true true, true story, true story. Um, you know, there was a, in, in, in a certain city, um, there was a um, armored truck just delivered, that just picked up the, the um, deposit from the bank, I mean, from the different stores. And, um, and as they were turning the corner, um, the door flew open and some of the money fell out some of the money fell out, and um, there was a young individual who saw the money fall out. He stopped, and he picked up, amen, a couple of bags of money, and he began to reminisce over what he can do with all of this money. And so he made plans. After he saw all this money land in the street, he, he was just so excited. I don't know, I'm always talking about trying to find that briefcase, amen? I'm always talking about trying to get that load. Anybody waiting for, that, for their rich uncle to get out the poor house? Anybody? And he found all of this money, amen. Um, and so he thought about what he could do. He thought about going to Mexico. He thought about, you know, I can just go on vacation and just live the good life. Um, but, 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 but something happened along the way, amen. Somebody stay with me, amen. So uh, 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 he got caught, amen. <laughs> you, know, you know, trouble is easy to get into, amen. But it's hard to get out of, Amen. So he, you know, he went and he got caught, Amen. Tried to cross the border, Amen. And they searched, searched his truck and they found all of this money that he could not explain. They couldn't explain what his money got, you know. Because from what I understand, I don't know. I could be wrong. But if you find over a certain amount of money, like if you find ten dollars, I don't, you know, you don't have to report that. Amen. You find twenty dollars, you can keep that. But I believe there is a certain amount that if you were to find that you have to report it by law. Amen, just in case, you know, so while I'm, st- you know. And so he got caught at the border. He had, he was end up, sent, sent to jail. And, and, and while he was in jail, he began to think. He was like, you know what, you know what, um, it's not my fault. No, 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 it's not my fault. And so he concocted a plan and he told his lawyer, he said, you know what, the money made me do it, uh-huh. yeah, the money made me do it. If I hadn't, if, if the money hadn't been in the street, I wouldn't have stopped, I wouldn't have picked it up, and I wouldn't have, had, yeah, and so it was the money for, so, so the lawyer came back and said that, you know, we're gonna plead temporary. <laughs> <laughs> somebody know, somebody, somebody know about that already. So he figured he would plead temporary insanity, amen. Because the money made him do it. It was the money's fault. It wasn't his fault. Do you not know that we're living in a time where we blame everybody and everything? We don't we blame God, we blame the, the government, we blame our supervisor, we blame everybody but ourselves. And so this young man went before the judge and and, 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 and he said, you know what? The money made me do it. Wow. But do you not know that there is an eternal, accurate judgment that is coming upon us? Yes. That there is a time that we will all have to face this judgment. Yes. That we will all have to give an account wow. to our moral responsibility. Right. The things that we do, and the truth of the matter is the things that we don't do. We will have to give an account that there is an eternal judgment, an accurate judgment, a judgment where you can't blame mama, you can't blame daddy, you can't blame your, 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 your geographical location, you, 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 you can't blame nobody but yourself. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, you know, because uh, when I first heard that, you know, I felt some kind of way. I said, man, you know, um, I, you know, you get used to blaming things and people for your problems, and you never take ownership. And I felt some kind of way when I first heard that. I, 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 I began to think, well, shoot, if I can't blame nobody, if it all falls on me, then I might need to make some decisions. I, 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 I might need to start rethinking some of the things that I, that I do. I remember a while back, I was playing, I told this story before I was playing with my daughters, we were at a park and, 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 and we were playing and there some more young children there and we were running around, you know, and for whatever reason, when you're the oldest person at the park, you know, you, have, you are the one that, that they want to chase you, you know. You're, you're the one, you're, you're the one. And so my daughter said, Daddy, you're it. You know, you have to catch us. And they running all under the monkey bars. I'm still standing 6'2", and they, 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 they dipping through stuff and going under. And there was this one little, partic- this one little guy, uh, you know, every time I got ready to tag him, he would yell out, time out. <laughs> time out. And I, you know, the first couple of times, you know, little dude, you know, I'm a, you know, give him his, you know, his request and wait a few minutes and then and, and as, and as I'm talking and he's, you know, resting up doing what he's doing, you know, you know he, he, he kind of easing away, you know. And after he got a couple of feet away, he'll yell out, time in. <laughs> and so about the fourth or fifth time he did that, Doc, um, I, I, I said, man, I said, you have more excuses than a little bit. It's like every time I get ready to tag you, man, you yell, time out, your head hurt. Time out, my back hurt. Time out, I got asthma. Yeah, he used that one. Yes, he did. And I don't know the little dude, so I'm not going to stress him. I'm not going to push it. The brother's not going to pass out on me. So I gave him his time out. We blame everything. We have excuses for, listen, and I try not to go here, but I, I, you know I can't help but to go here. But but, but, but but we have excuses of why we don't come back to church. We have excuses of why we don't do this, why we don't take on this ministry, why we don't want to be involved. We have so many, I think so, we have more excuses than shoes. I know some of us ladies, some of you, come on now ladies, you know you have shoes in the box on top of the boxes. And fellas, Some of y'all got suits on suits on suits. Yes, they are. And they are blessings. And I'm not hating on the blessing. But what I am saying, we have more excuses than the blessings. How about that? (laughs) We have more excuses than the blessings. And what I need you to understand going forward, family of God, that there is a judgment that we're going to have to go before the Lord and there will be no excuses. There would be no blaming, mama. There would be no, well, I would have, but. And so we understand that there is a judgment coming, that we have to give an account. The word of God declares here in Revelation chapter 14, verse 7, it says, fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment, what everybody has come. Now, again, I get excited about it. I mean, maybe because I'm where I am in my life now. Now, beforehand, I wasn't so excited when I wasn't living the, 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 the good life, I'm going to call it. This is the good life, you know. Walking with Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me. Get, when I gave my life to Jesus, yeah, I stumbled and I fell and I... I I bust my head to the white meat show. Yeah, I did all of those things. I stumbled. I scraped my elbows. I scraped my knees. I did all of those. I you know I've fallen and I couldn't get up, but I stayed in there. I stayed in there. I never gave up. That's why I don't sweat, my brothers and sisters. That. You know, they say, you know, well, Pastor, I, I would come. i love to come, but, you know, I'm still struggling with this, and I'm still dealing with that. I don't sweat that. I, I, I really don't. There is no judgment on me or in me. No, 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 no. Because, see, I was that guy. Amen. Amen. I was that guy that when I would come around the church folk, they would sidestep. Uh-huh. Simply because I was smelling not like Brut by Fabergé. Anybody know about that Brut? Simply because I wasn't smelling like, uh, okay, polo, polo. How about polo? Anybody know about that polo? I got something on that. But anyway, and, 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 uh, I wasn't smelling fresh. But I love the Lord. But I really wanted to get, because I don't, listen, I don't want to be left here. And so when I understood that, that we're in this thing called the judgment already, amen, that things are being decided right now. It's not, I can live how I want to live and then when Jesus come, I can get it right. That's that's not how it works, because the word of God says that no man knows the day nor the hour. Not only that, for the hour of God's judgment is come, the drama. And the destiny is unfolded before the second coming of Jesus, the announcement goes the worldwide, it will go all over the world, that Jesus is coming, that he's here. And I don't know about you, family of God, but I want to be ready. Not only that, but Revelation 14 goes on to say that then I looked and behold a white cloud, and on that cloud sat one like the Son of Man, having in his hand a golden crown was upon his, but was on him. It was on his head, a sharp sickle, and another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him who sat on the cloud. What did he cry? He said, he would thrust in your sickle and reap, for the time has come for you to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. So he who sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle upon the earth, and the earth was reaped. So before the coming of Christ, a message goes out. The hour of God's judgment is come. The message is going out. The message, to be honest with you, family of God, the message has been going out for some time now. This isn't the first time. I'm not the first herald of this message. I'm not the first one to say Jesus is coming again. This message has been going on for quite some time. And the reality is, if I can just stop and put a pin right there, the reality is this message was going on even when Jesus was here, because there were those that even while Jesus walked in their midst, didn't know that Jesus was the Messiah. They still looking for Jesus, and Jesus was right there. Revelation twenty-two twelve goes on to say. That and behold, I am coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his or her works. So what are you doing? You know, uh, uh, what are you, what are, what, are, what are we doing? Amen. The Bible says that before Jesus come, the judgment will go forward. And this, and then he will have with him his reward so what is the significance of the judgment what is what is what is the purpose what is the purpose what is the significance of this judgment you see there is this controversy that's going on in the universe there is this conf- controversy that's going on between good and evil there was this perfect angel called lucifer who god created and I'm sure you, you Bible scholars know the story. That God created this perfect angel and this perfect angel lived and, and, and walked with the other angels. And, and, and for whatever reason, the Bible says that iniquity was found in him. And this angel, this perfect angel that God created, this angel that, said, that, 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 was, that was close with God, for whatever reason, felt as if God was unjust. And God wasn't fair. And he concocted an idea that maybe I can be God. I I can do better than God. Because because God is not fair. God, God is selfish. And the Bible says that he convinced at least one third of the angels to follow behind him. And so here we are. God, this angel, this, uh, this angel that said that God is unfair and unjust. God is doing, is doing nothing to, to help us. Judgment reveals the enormous love of God. God done everything, and I mean everything possible, to save every last one of us. The reality is that people are lost because of their own choices. It's not God, but it's because of their choices. Those who are lost are lost not because it's God's fault, no, no, but it's because of their own choosing. And that's why we can't blame God. We cannot blame God because God has done everything that he possibly could even sending his spirit, sending his son, sending his spirit. God has done everything He did, had everything he, to reach out to pull us into him. And there are many a times that we've turned away from God. And I say we because I used to turn away from God. And let's just be real in here as family of God. There are times even in our Christian walk well, we turn away from God. So we don't want to leave here thinking that because I profess with my mouth and believe in my heart that I've now given my life to Jesus, that I make no more mistakes. Oh, no, no, no. Let's just let's just tell the truth and shame the devil that we have fallen. And God has done everything he could to get us in the right space, but we still will go two feet and we'll fall back three. So here we are. The word of God declares in 2 Corinthians 5, 10, that for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to that to what has been done, whether good or bad. So it's not just, you know, let me just live good so that I don't be judged. You're going to be judged regardless. The things you did, the things you didn't do, the things you even thought about doing. <laughs> so then, and that's why Peter, uh, 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 the disciple, said, well Lord, but well, shoot, well, well, who can be saved? We have to realize that God has set this thing up in such a way where it's only through him that we come to eternal life. There is no amount of knowledge, there is no amount of wealth, there is no amount of social media status, that, 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 that there is no amount of anything that can get you into the kingdom apart from Jesus, He is the only. And I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes, you know, we, we look around and we look for Jesus in all the wrong spaces. In all the wrong places. But we all must appear before the judgment of God. You and I have a case pending at the bar of God. Now, again, you know, I have to stop and smile because, you know, normally, you know, you would get a little nervous. and not, But I get excited. I get excited. Because when I think about the goodness of Jesus, and see, when you, can, when you think about how good God is, and when you think about all that he has done to save you, and when you think about all that he went through to redeem you, He's not going to lay something down before us now that is impossible for us to do. God is not going to set this thing up to so high where you can't reach it. To the point that where God is saying, listen, let me come down here and let me physically walk the walk and let me talk the talk and show them that it is possible to live a righteous life, that it is possible for you to live a holy life. Let me come down here and show my loving children that you don't have to fall by the way. You don't have to, but you choose to. I, I, I chose to walk away from God. I, I literally told God that you have me confused. That you have me mixed up with somebody else. I told God, you know, I ain't asking. I told God I'm not that guy. Go bother somebody else. Go seek after somebody else. That was my attitude. You know, and I say that because it may be your attitude. You may still feel like I can do what I want, when I want, how I want, as long as I want. And I just stopped by here to let you know that you can't do what you want when you want, how you want, and as long as you want. And if you still feel you can, I'm going to let you in on something else that you will have to answer to you living, how you want, when you want, as long as you want. You're going to have to answer to it. So while we serve a God that will not kick your door down and make you do right, even though he have the juice to do so, He said, uh-uh, uh-uh. I want you to love me because you love me. Not because I threatened you, not because I made you, not because I created you, but because you love me because, because I'm, I am God. For those that are married, I don't think any one of us are married, or those of us that have been married, Um, I don't think none of us have ever been married in this space that I've heard of um, where you were walking down the aisle with a gun to your head. But you walked down that aisle happy, smiling and loving. You saw the future was bright. I could lay this remote down and stay right there but I'm gonna behave myself. Because I'm of the mindset that no two people walk down the aisle with the intention on getting a divorce. I have yet to hear of someone planning their happily ever after with a but in the event thereof, we're gonna, no, no. So the reality is God says you come to me. You come to me. I created you. I made you. And I want you to know that I'm here for you. The book of Acts reminds us in the, that he has set a day in which he proposes to judge the inhabitants of the earth. There is a judgment coming. Now we're in the judgment now. What you do today was, is being recorded in the heavens of heavens. And one day when the breath leaves your body and Jesus cries out, come forth. And you rise up and you stand before him. He's going to take out that scroll. He's going to stand there before you as judges do. And he's going to go through the record. And all those times and all those opportunities. He's going to say, do you remember this? Do you remember this? Do you remember this? You see, the day of judgment is also known as this final judgment. It's known as the final judgment. Hey, Amen. I left of there it is right there. It's also known as a final judgment. Uh, 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 this judgment right here. It's known as uh, it's, it's when Jesus, the Son of God, will judge the living and the dead. And before destroying this old, the old heaven and the earth, which are corrupted of sin, sin is to be defined as anything that opposes God's will and God's law. One day he will come. One day he will judge. And we will stand before him, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Brother Lewis, this is supposed to be a a video. For whatever reason, it's not playing. Uh, Is there any way you can click on the link and see if this video will play? I'll just click on the video and see what happens. Just click on it anywhere. It's not If not, then I'll do something different next time. It's not playing? All right. Thank you. Sin is real. To engage in sin is to disobey or abuse God's law. Because the urge to sin resides in human nature, Mankind, we are corrupted and somewhat driven by the immoral inclination that live in all people. We are born sinners, shaped in iniquity. You don't have to teach a child how to be selfish. You don't don't have to teach a child or an individual how to lie. You, you, You don't have to teach them how to steal. I remember when I was younger, you know, there were certain things you weren't supposed to touch. There was back in the days, sister Lakita, we had, you know, back then you remember where there was a certain part of the house you just couldn't go in? The part that had the plastic on the couch. Anybody? Yeah, I don't know about that. I went to I'm going to try not to tell my age, Sister West, but I think I, done, think I done told on myself. In that area of the house, you couldn't go in. But, it, but, but, but it's quicker to cut through there to get to the kitchen than to go through the, down the hallway and around the corner. And so we've all ventured off and done some things and said some things that we should not have done. Because it's in us to do wrong. It's not in us to do right. It's easy to get mad at somebody and stop speaking to them. It's harder for you to go and say, I'm sorry, than to tell a person how you really feel. Because for some reason, sister, it feels good. To let me, I just got to get this off my chest. (laughs) You know, I just got to give you a piece of my mind. And let's just be real, it feels good when you tell them how you really feel. But then when it's time to go after the Holy Ghost and tow you upside the head and (laughs) now you got to go and tell them you're sorry and it seemed like you just can't just. (laughs) (laughs) That's not easy. But it felt so good. we all have to understand that it is it's, that it's normal i say you know i have to be get it i don't want to want to get in trouble with this it's normal it's it, it's almost as if sinning is the way to go it's easy for me to just go and do my own and just allow my passions and my desire to just run free as the birds in the sky. Just, just, just I'm just free with no concerns, no responsibility. I remember my wife and I, when we moved to Huntsville, I would stand with, my, with, with our mom and, and I got comfortable. I I didn't have to worry about nothing. I just woke up and go to school and come home. I wasn't even thinking about how bills was getting paid. I wasn't thinking about how the water was. I wasn't thinking about nothing. And it felt good. (laughs) Until one day, my beautiful wife, your first lady, came home and said, I need you to go by this street here and I need you to look at this house. We got to move. Matter of fact, I think at that point it was already decided. I just went and looked at the house we were moving into. (laughs) Got comfortable. Some of us we're comfortable. It feels good to be comfortable. It's hard to think about bills and seeing that you don't that you have more months. Then money. It's easy to not worry about those things. Just live. But let me help you out my family. That's not how it's set up. We don't just live. We don't just live. We have a responsibility. God is calling us to a higher standard. That yes it's difficult. That's why he said call on me. You see, when we just live and we don't call on him, everything is good, everything is gravy, everything is righteous. But see, when we have troubles, that's when we say, Lord, I can't take it. And he said, that's what I want you to do. I want you to call on me. And that seems kind of different for us to have to call on God after God. God, you know what I need. If you can just go on and just make it happen, then everything will be good. You know how much my bills are this month, and you know how much I'm bringing in. Just go on and send me a couple extra twos and fews, and then everything going to be all right. Jesus said, you're not calling on me now. Why would I want to send that See, By me holding on to this, it's getting you in the mindset of calling on me. You see, the trouble comes to help us remind is to remind us that you're not invincible. You see, drama shows up sometimes to just get you back into the reality that you need Jesus. Trouble shows up sometimes as a helper and not a hater. I wish I had some help in here this morning. Sometimes it's good when drama happens because it lets you know that there is a God that is a Drama buster. That he can take the drama and deal with it and make it better. That when they talk about you, that's all right. Because they talked about my Jesus. But see, when you don't spend time with him, you don't know about all of that. You just think that he's just a tyrant that's causing all this drama. But the reality is God loves us. And the judgment is set up to help us to understand just how much he loves us. So this is a this is the a, a, a consequence of the fall into sin and in the in the Garden of Eden. Before creating his new heaven and earth, God must do away with anything that could produce or bear sin into his new creation. Let me help you out. That's why I get excited about the new heaven because we won't have this anymore. I won't have to worry about pain. I don't have to worry about the coronavirus. I don't have to worry about these issues anymore because what God is doing right now is just simply setting it up so we don't have to deal with it anymore. So if I have to go through a little drama here, Lord, send the drama. If I have to go through a little stuff right here, Lord, let it unfold right here. Don't let it unfold over there because I don't want to see that anymore. I don't want to experience it anymore. I don't want to have to deal with surgeries and doctor's appointments. I don't want to have to deal with that anymore. I don't have to want to have to worry about who's creeping around my back door and who's creeping around my front. I don't want to have to worry about the Kia boys. I don't want to have to worry about any of that stuff. I don't want to have to worry about child services and and all this other stuff that our people are dealing with while we sit comfortably in this space. And we have individuals that are fighting for their marriages and fighting for their freedom and fighting for their lives and just fight just like there's a never ending battle going on in our world. And God is saying, that's all right. It's all good. You can smile through all of that because I'm setting up something where you don't have to worry about it anymore. Anymore. Because Christ, John 5, 22 says, for Jesus Christ will act as the justice of the last judgment. As the Bible states, moreover, he says, the Father judges no more, but but he has entrusted all judgment to his son that's another reason why i get excited why because jesus is going to be my judge the same jesus that bore the cross for me the same jesus that took the lashes for me, the same Jesus that was spat on for me, the same Jesus that did all of that for me is the same Jesus that's gonna judge me. If he did all that for me to make sure I had life everlasting, why would I stand before him now and he pronounce me a guilty sinner? Why would he turn his back on me now? And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm so glad and I'm so thankful that it is Jesus that's doing the judging and not God the Father. Oh, you don't understand because the law, the Bible says, uh, the wages of sin is death. But then Jesus comes in and he says, but the gift of life. You see, God said, I'm going to let Jesus do the judging. Because Jesus understands what it's like. Jesus knows what it's like. He's experienced the pain. He knows what it's like to be talked about. He knows what it feels like to be ridiculed. He understands what all the skeptics have, 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 um, have um, laid their case. But we understand that Jesus Christ, the great, on his great right throne, that they will face the punishment in accordance with the acts that they have done. So yes, I've messed up. Yes, I have fallen short. But when I turn it over to Jesus, he takes the crooked road and he makes it straight. That's why we do this. And so when we come to this space, and if I could just put a pen right there, and, and, and just say when we come to this space, we don't come looking to the left or looking to the right. We come looking up unto the hills from which cometh our help. Our help comes from the creator, Jesus. So let me close this by saying the Bible was very definite, that skeptics are collecting uh, vengeance up vengeance amongst, or, or should I say, against themselves, and that God will give each person according to what He has done. We're collecting evidence against ourselves. What evidence are you collecting? What what are you collecting from day to day that's going to prove your guilt or your innocence? Because he's given you the authority to go out and get the evidence. I can't gather evidence for you. I'm gathering my own evidence. So at the final judgment, the destiny of the wicked and non-believers will be in the control of the almighty God who will, as, who will assess everyone according to their soul's statute. So why is it that God has called us to this thing called the judgment? First Corinthians reminds us that therefore the judgment, judge nothing before the appointed time, wait until the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motive of the heart. And at that time, each will receive their praise from God. I said, listen, there is a time, not this time. There is an appointed time when I will expose everything I'm going to make it so clear. I'm going to make it so plain. And then you will be able to see that just how righteous God really is. And if you think we praise him now, my help, my help, all of my help comes from the Lord. Oh, you thought we got excited then. When the judge really judged and he really unfolds, oh, when he rolls it all back, when he began to expose the evil in this world, we will then be able to really rejoice. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what has been done, whether good or bad. Here it is right here. We have to understand that every idle word that we say will be judged. Everything. I solemnly charge you before God and Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead and by his manifestation and his kingdom. God is our judge and he know exactly what we need before we're in need of it. And then the Bible goes on to say in Revelation, I'm finishing up here. Then I saw a great white throne, and his, and he him who sat on it, uh, from, the, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them, and I, and I, an I uh, saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and the books were open, and another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the book. You can write that scripture down. I didn't put the text up here, but it's Revelation 20 verses 11 through 15. Read that because everything we're done, everything we've done, every word is being recorded in the book. And I'm saying, Lord, I've messed up fallen, Jesus, forgive me of that sin. Forgive me of my negligence. Forgive me of my way worth thinking. Forgive me, Jesus, for I cannot make it without you, Jesus. Please don't let my living be in vain. Please don't let me do all of this and then you come and I'm left behind. Please, Jesus, don't do me like that. So I'm leaning on your everlasting arm. I'm trusting in you even when I can't trace you. I'm believing in you even when believing becomes unbearable. Yeah. So Jesus understand, Jesus Christ will judge every person who has ever lived. Those who reject his offer of salvation will face the white throne of the judgment and the unbelievers last stop before an eternity of exile from God's presence, believers will also stand before Jesus as well, in which at that time they will finally come to a full comprehension of his extravagant grace. There will be those that did not understand, and they will be totally banished from God. But then those that believe, And those that accept Come on up a little bit higher. You know it gets exciting right there. You know I can't I, I can't be down on that. I said like, come on up a little bit higher. You've been faithful over a few things, but then for those that turn their back on God, they will have to be they will have to be dealt with. Oh no, sin cannot go unpunished. Sin cannot go just uh, you know what? Uh, uh, we're just gonna turn a uh, blinded eye. No, no, that's not how it works. You have to be dealt with. But oh, those that have accepted God, those that have believed in. God now God said come on up here my son my daughter I got something I've been working on I know it was rough for you over those many years but it was just a couple of days for me it seemed like a long time for you but it was just a couple of clicks for me oh I know it seemed like you've turned 40 and 50 and 60 years but oh let me help you out oh that's nothing right there because the Bible says that death is nothing more than just a sleeper so as you die in Christ it would be as if he said wake up my baby Wake up, it's time for you to see what I've been doing for you all this time. And you're going to waken up out of your slumber. You're going to look around and you're going to see a earth made new. You're going to see Jesus robed up in all of his glory. And everything that you've ever experienced, the good, the bad, the highs, the lows, the ugly, whatever it is, you will be able to say, Jesus, thank you for not giving up on me. Jesus, thank you for never turning your back on me. You will be able to understand That it was worth it uh, All that you've gone through I may not understand it right now uh, But oh in the great by and by I'll be able to rejoice And and worship him And magnify him And give him glory And give him praise And uh, just thank him for what he's done And thank him for just being good to me Because I know it's a lot right now I know it's rough right now I know it's ugly right now But Jesus said I got something for you You can't even begin to compare what I got in the store for you. So just hang on in there just a little while longer. Just don't give up on it because there is something that he's doing. Something that he's working on. Something that he's doing special just for you. So here we go. Paul says it this way Jesus will, he will disclose. The motive's hidden in the believer's heart. Some people have gotten to the misguided idea that all their sins will be displayed for everyone to see. But the Bible in no way says or supports that notion. So you're not going to stand there and see all of my sins. God is not going to just put you out there for the world to see. You're going to know if a person didn't make and see what you're going to be seeing is the goodness of god you see that's what's on display god's character is on display and when you see god's character when you see god's goodness and see just how much he loved us there is no way you you even want to see somebody else's failure or somebody else's fault. And if the re- if I could just be honest, I don't want to see your faults. Because I don't want you to see mine. That's called self-righteous. Where I'm willing to see your stuff, but I don't want you to see mine. Because if I was to take a poll in here or even online and ask the question, Who want their sins to be exposed? Who in here want their neighbor to see their stuff? It's not the kind of God we serve. We're gonna see just how good God is. That's the determining factor. That's what's on trial. It's not your sins, it's God's character. But what your sin will do it will either permit you to go into heaven if you confess or send you straight to hell sin is nothing more than a a, than a distraction from what really matters paul says it jesus will expose the true nature of our believer's heart to him of each and every one of us. Everyone have fallen. Isaiah puts it like this. He will swallow up death forever. The Lord God will wipe away tears from our face. No more crying. No more pain. God understand that he know exactly what we need yes. before we're in need of it Thank you, God. time is up the time is now what are you gonna do with the time that you have You know, there was this story of this little boy who was pedaling on his little bike delivering his papers. And he was so excited about this paper route. He said he wanted to save up enough money to buy him a little puppy. And as he was pedaling his little bike, he was so excited. He was just thinking about, man, with this little paper route, uh, I'm going to be able to get me this puppy. And he was so excited. And he came upon this house that it had a for sale sign. It said puppies for sale, and it just happened to be the type of puppy that he wanted—a golden retriever. So he hop off his bike and he go up and he knock on the door and he said, "I see the sign outside. I, I see you have some puppies for sale. Can I see the puppies?" And the the young man whistled and the mother dog came running around the corner, just as beautiful as she could be. And shortly after, about five or six little puppies come running around the corner, and and he was just so excited. It was so beautiful. And he was just so excited, and he looked at the puppies. And then to his his surprise, he looked, and he saw another little puppy come around the corner. The Puppy had a little limp. Puppy was moving slow, couldn't keep up with the other little puppies. The little boy said, I want that one right there. The, little man, the man looked at the little boy and said, you want that one there? I mean, all these beautiful puppies over here, you want this one right here. He said, this puppy right here is, is, is lame. There's something wrong with it. His leg is, 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 is messed up. Why, why do you want this puppy? Why would you want to spend your hard-earned cash on this puppy right here? And the little boy rolled up his pants leg, and he had a brace on it. The little boy had polio. He said, this puppy needs somebody to understand it, that can understand what it's going through. I just stop right here to let you know that there is somebody that understands what you're going through. There is somebody that has been down that road that you've been down. There is somebody that understands that struggle that you're struggling with right now. And I just want to introduce you to him. His name is Jesus. He's a friend that sticks closer than any brother can. And he says, if you're willing, I'm willing. Is there anybody here today that want to make Jesus their personal Lord and Savior? Is there anyone here that want Jesus to walk with them? As he's always walked with you. I see your hand. I see your hand. We're gonna pray. Father God, again, we thank you. For we know that you are a God that see all things, understand all things, and know all things. And as we gather here today, Father, you know our hearts, you know our minds. You know what we've been through. You know what we're going through. We thank you, Father, that we can face the judgment with confidence, knowing that you will be the one judging. That you look beyond our faults and see what we're in need of. When we confess them over to you. But when we hold on to them, that makes it our responsibility. But when we confess and turn it over to you, it makes it your responsibility. So, Father, we're giving it over to you. And we trust that you will do what you do. Thank you for all those that have made a decision. We pray for those that are viewing online. We ask for covering over us and keep us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Can we put our hands together and worship the Lord in this place? We want to encourage you on tomorrow at 7 or at 6. We want to encourage you to come here where we'll have a light meal for you. At 7 o'clock, we'll start our revival time again. We want you to tell a friend, tell a family member. Let them know that we're in the house. Let them know that we're in the space. It's good to see you. God bless you and have a happy Sabbath.
3: Isn't that a beautiful message that the pastor brought to us today that's just the beginning of what's going to be happening here today at 4 o'clock get online people tell somebody take some of the rest of these Lee and Lakita pass out over 300 you took some last week. They've been distributed. We don't want the others to outdo us. At 4 o'clock, get online. If you don't know where it is, don't leave before you know what, when how to sign on. And come on back out here tomorrow night to receive even more of what the pastor brought to us today. Has it been a blessing to you today? Yeah. Are you going to tell somebody about it? I intend to get one of those gifts tomorrow. And the next day after that and after that, pastor, I intend to walk away fat like Christmas. Bring somebody out. We need to let somebody else know, you're not going in by yourself, amen? Let's go home, let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for bringing us into this place. Take us home safely, put us online at four and bring us back here tomorrow night at 6 p.m. so that we can serve you and so that we can see you coming through the clouds of glory. And we just stand there with our arms outstretched and saying, Lord, this is our God. We have waited for you, in Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say Amen. amen.
1: Amen. amen. amen.